from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, I'm Jordan Lee. And I'm Piet Levy, music writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week we talk about music coming into Milwaukee and the music coming out of Milwaukee. This is Tapped In. From 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, I'm Justin Barney. And I'm Piet Levy, music writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week, Jordan and Piet talk about the music coming into Milwaukee and the music coming out of Milwaukee. This is Tapped In. How are you doing, Piet? I'm great, Justin. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Um, today, we're talking about the Pfizer Forum. It just came out of the doors just scorching hot. Yeah. Just had an incredible first year. Yeah. Um, you wrote a great article about it online. Um, what worked for the Pfizer Forum? Yeah, so, you know, I think anyone that saw what they were doing when they opened in September, they saw that the concert calendar was packed. So yes. I did a story really kind of diving into the concert calendar, and it was really packed. I think anyone that could just see the calendar knows they were doing really well. I mean, they had one week in October where they had Metallica, Foo Fighters, Eagles, 21 Pilots all in a single week. Yeah, uh, It was just pretty mind-blowing. So uh, I checked in with Polestar, which is this uh, concert trade publication, to get some data. And uh, they, they marked that from September through November in just three months – Pfizer Forum sold 128,850 concert tickets, uh, which is 10,000 more than the BMO Harris Bradley Center did for all of 2017. Uh, you know, that one week that I talked about, they made like $6.3 million in shows. They've made like $14 million from these shows. And, and these shows were, were routinely kind of a million dollars or more, and some were over $2 million. I mean, this was a very strong beginning for this arena. Uh, and now they're really, now that 2019's here, they're really looking at, uh, and they are going to eclipse the Bradley Center's strongest concert year. The Bradley Center in 2008 had 18 concerts and comedy events, and that was the record for that arena in its, in its three-decade run. And Pfizer Forum in, in, you know, here in, in uh, February already has uh, 19 shows lined up, and it's just February. And they haven't even announced a ton of stuff for the fall that will probably be coming. So they're la- aiming for 30 shows. I think they'll reach it. That is very ambitious. Why do you think that it's doing so much better than the Bradley Center here in its first year? Well, there's certainly a honeymoon period that's going on. So people, I think, may have bought tickets for some of these shows that, uh, you know, just to check out the new building. That's a, that's a good incentive. I think promoters really kind of banked on that. So, you know, they may have skipped uh, Fleetwood Mac last time, but they wanted to see him this time because of the new arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that really helps. Also, uh, the, the lower bowl is much heavier at Pfizer Forum compared with the Bradley Center. It has, like, basically twice the number of lower bowl seats. And with lower bowl seats, you can charge higher costs for tickets, and you can charge more of those higher cost tickets, sure. and the gross will be higher, too. And, yeah, again, the grosses were really big. I mean, for Justin Timberlake, who, who hasn't been here in, like, 15 years, yeah. uh, you know, he grossed, like, $2.3 million, which is a really big number. Uh, you know, and he sold 16,000 tickets. Uh, Metallica had the biggest attendance so far. It was like 17,000 tickets for that one, and they grossed $2.2 million, which was even higher than their average last year. Metallica is one of the top-grossing bands in the world. Uh, and the Eagles, um, you know, they grossed uh, $1.9 million from their show. And what was interesting, too, is that the Eagles show, uh, the box office there was just 6% less than Chicago. I mean, Chicago is a city that's like four times bigger than us. It's a yeah. must-play market. And yet the Eagles show at Pfizer Forum grossed just about as much as what they did when they played the United Center in Chicago. It's really impressive. Yeah, Pfizer formed out to a, a great start in 2018. And in 2019, they got plenty of shows coming. They got Elton John, Kiss, uh, all the nostalgic Backstreet Boys, New Kids on the Block. Yeah, they got both boy bands. Uh-huh. Uh, and they've got Eric Church for two nights. They've got Carrie Underwood. They've got Ariana Grande playing yeah. the same night as, as Summerfests. Yeah. So that'll be a wild night in Milwaukee. Uh, Pink is playing too. Cher. It's, it's going to be a really big year. And again, it's just now, the year's just starting. There's still probably several fall shows they're going to lock in. 
Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. Yeah, we're back here. Talking about the Fiserv Forum, uh, last year you talked about Justin Timberlake's ticket sales just doing better than cities like Chicago and Detroit, markets and cities that are way bigger than us. Well, doing cl- doing close to, you know, close comparable, to. comparable, not necessarily better than, but still very strong numbers for them, strong numbers for Eagles, strong numbers. You know, uh, 21 Pilots, their show did better than it did like in Kansas City, for instance. The right. Eagles show did almost as well as Chicago, which is a much bigger city. So some really good numbers here. There are, there were, uh, you know, of course, every single show wasn't a hit. What were some shows that kind of underperformed? Yeah, so one that did, still grossed well, was like Fleetwood Mac, but was still a little bit soft, because Fleetwood Mac made 1.5 million when they came in. Um, But it was still shy when they played the Bradley Center, like, you know, four years ago, when they made Mm -hmm. 1.7 million, Um, which is interesting, because again, there's more lower bowl seats in the new arena, um, so the ticket costs were, on average, going to be higher anyway, and yet they still sold a little bit less than last time. And when you compared it to Chicago, at, at United Center, they made like 42% more. Um, so it was a pretty big difference. Um, I think the main reason for that was it fell on a Packers game day, even though the game was before the concert. Don't people were probably just like, I know, yeah, you don't book a, don't book a big <laughs> arena show on a Packers game day. That is rule number one if you're going to come to Wisconsin. <laughs> that is rule number one. But they did it, and I think that's the main reason why. I think maybe perhaps because Lindsey Buckingham was in the band, that might have had an impact. Uh-huh. I think it was mostly the Packers thing. Uh, so I think that was a, a little bit why it was a little soft. Um, but uh, also another one that was soft I was interested, surprised by was Kevin Hart's um, he also grossed like 40% less in Kansas City when he played on a Thursday. He had like 8,000 people. Uh, like made 600,000 and some change. Not bad, but still not like blockbuster. Well, when uh, I was looking at who's coming up in the new year, um, there hadn't been many comedians announced. Not yet. And I was wondering, you know, was that was it because Kevin Hart is a comedian and there's, you know, it's hard to fill an entire stadium for a comedian? Or what do you think? I think it could be that. I, I wonder if with Kevin Hart, it was... You know, I'm not quite sure what happened there exactly. I know that he had played Madison this like last year as well. That might have had an impact too. Um, and maybe the day of the week. I mean, Jim Gaffigan came last year also uh, to Pfizer Forum. And that was one that I wasn't necessarily expecting big sales for because Gaffigan's played like the Pap Cedar, which is like 1,300 seats, yeah. like pretty much every December for like 10 years. Yeah. Um, so, but at the same time, what that did was that created a big market for him when he finally played that arena, it was on a Saturday. It was also the first announced show. Right. Um, and I think because it was a Saturday and because he also has a pretty wide demographic, um, you know, he's very family friendly, so you could have kids at that show too. Yeah. I mean, he made like, you know, almost $800,000 and had like, you know, 13,000 seats or something like that. Uh, so he did really, really well. So I think it's, we're going to have to see what happens. But yeah, I mean, Kevin Hart wasn't a huge blockbuster. Uh, the Tenderloins from... Um, and Practical Jokers, they did okay. They made like um, they had like 6,000 seats sold, um, maybe like a half million. Um, so they did all right. I mean, I think we'll still see comedy there, but it'll, I don't know if it'll be – like last fall they had like three comedy shows very quickly, and I don't know yeah. if – I wonder if they'll scatter that. I know that Pabst Riverside uh, Turner is putting – they are booking more comedians. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. They, 30% of their business are comedians, and yeah. comedians generally do better in theaters anyway. So yeah. I think it'll be, it might be harder unless it's – a comedian that really has a wide, wide appeal, like a Jim Gaffigan. And Kevin Hart does too, but again, maybe because it was a Thursday, maybe because mm. the arena was still kind of new. I'm not quite sure what happened there. But 
Um, Gaffigan at least did well. And we'll have to see what the future holds in terms of comedians. Right. Uh, one thing that I uh, wanted to mention in terms of a bust, but I thought was interesting in terms of response from the Bucks, which runs the arena, was Jay Balvin, this reggaeton star. Yeah. Um, that was the first entirely Spanish-language concert in a Milwaukee arena ever. Wow. He played uh, in October, and there was, like, nobody there. I mean, it was probably a few thousand people. It was They, they didn't even get numbers. I honestly don't even star. remember hearing of it. Yeah, well, yeah, because, I mean, again, it reaches, you know, he's... His music's entirely in Spanish. It reaches a different demographic. Sure. In terms of the media plays, it had to be different than, you know, probably, you know, English-speaking media plays, whatever it might be. Yeah. He certainly has crossover appeal, but in terms of reaching that core audience is going to buy a ticket, it's going to be primarily, primarily Spanish speakers and Spanish music lovers and listeners. Um, but it just did not do well. But when I talked to Raj Saha, he's the manager at the arena, yeah. um, he says they're still committed to Latin music, which I think is interesting. I mean, they, you know— this was a show that really kind of bombed. And when the Bradley Center had like one Latin act with Ricky Martin like in 2000 and then didn't do one again. Right. Um, and that one did okay still. So, you know, I think the fact that they're still committed to doing Latin music I think really shows how committed they are to trying to still commit and bring big shows here. Um, when Travis Scott comes in a few weeks, that'll be the first hip-hop arena tour in Milwaukee since like 50 Cent and uh, Jay-Z toured together in 2003. Wow. Um, and again, they're also really committed to bringing in more hip-hop. So we're going to see, I think, more diversity of shows in addition to more shows, period, at Pfizer Forum. But these these kind of soft misses and, um, you know, the fact that there's just so many shows, you got to wonder, can they keep the momentum up? We know that you don't know everything, the answer to all of it, but um, what do you, what effect do you think that the Bucks have on this? Oh, I think they have a really good impact. I think that might be also too why they're trying to reach out to Latin music and hip hop, and because the Bucks have a diverse audience there too. You know, it's yeah. and that's a big difference as well from the promoter perspective is that the Bucks own the arena. With the Bradley Center, the Bucks didn't own the Bradley Center, um, so the marketing team for the Bucks is the same marketing team as it is for the arena. So yeah. when there's Bucks games, um, there's tons of marketing promotional materials in the arena. They're doing a lot of promo for their shows. Uh, with with TV broadcasts, with radio broadcasts, you know, basically the anything that's has the Bucks messaging, they can tie in with the concerts much more s seamlessly, and they're doing it much more frequently than they did at the Bradley Center. And I think the fact that the Bucks are just doing so so well right now, yeah, it helps too. I think it definitely helps uh, because they're 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 selling out those games, they're bringing people in who are seeing the marketing for those shows. Promoters like it because they know the team's doing really well and kind of associate with it. You know, when Kevin Hart was here, the only thing he did on Instagram was post a picture of him with 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 Giannis. Yeah, you know, and the other players. I mean, that really matters. You know. Yeah, uh, and I remember it being an inhibitor for going to the Bradley Center was. I think people's attitudes toward the Bradley Center and towards the Bucks in those years was just like, you know, it was being so closely associated with the Bucks was kind of associated on if you were to go or not or or an association with the show itself. And I I think that having the Bucks be so good and in the new arena, I think would pro is probably really helping ticket sales. Yeah, really, I think it really is for sure. But I think that's going to be the big question is can they sustain this? They're, right. they're trying to do 30 shows. Again, the Bradley Center, the most they did was 18 in a year. They're trying yeah. to do 30 this year. Um, I think they'll reach that 30 or get pretty close. They've already announced 19. They've already eclipsed the Bradley Center number already. Um, so I think they'll get there. But how long can they do that for? Right. I think the big question is going to be, I mean, the, the big 
deciding factor is going to be how well the ticket sales do. Yeah. Um, some of these shows have been doing really, really well. A lot of these shows have been doing really, really well. Some have been kind of soft performers. And I think that's going to be more of an issue because we are so close to Chicago, because we are so close to an absolute must-play market. You know, in the past, we've lost shows because they've just stuck in, out in Chicago. Mm-hmm. They do a show in Chicago, expect the Milwaukee people to come to them, or they, you know, they will do an extra date in Chicago and skip Milwaukee. Um, you know, they're trying to change that, trying to shake that up. I, I think they'll have more success certainly doing that than the Bradley Center, but we'll have to see. It's going to really depend on how well these, these shows continue to sell in a city that really hasn't grown that much and the income hasn't grown that much. Right. But there's still a demand for these shows, still, still a passion for it. Um, and we'll have to see if they can kind of keep delivering, if audiences can keep delivering and keep showing up for these shows. I think Fice Forum has a really bright future beyond this honeymoon period. Do you think that if they do, if they keep on delivering and booking shows, that the Pfizer Forum could make Milwaukee a must-go-to destination for big touring acts? It'll it'll certainly grow as a destination. I mean, the, when you talk about must-play, you're talking about really big cities. That's always going to be kind of the deciding factor on that, I think. You know, Chicago yeah. is a must-play. New York's a must-play. LA is a must-play. Those really, really big cities, tours are going to have to hit pretty much every single time. Um, and because we are so close to Chicago, that could be a, a challenge. But what they're trying to do at Pfizer Forum is they're trying to show, look, we're, we're selling a ton of tickets. We're bringing in a lot of people. Raj Saha, the general manager, told me most of these shows, uh, by and large, you know, 90% of them are from Wisconsin. Um, at some point, some cases, 95%. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're necessarily dipping into Illinois to bring people to them. They still have a big audience here. And they're trying to show, look, you know, you think you might be able to reach some people in Wisconsin by booking in Chicago. You have a ton of people you can reach in Wisconsin just by booking here in Milwaukee, a lot more than you could do in Chicago. You, there really are two separate markets here with two um, audiences that are willing to spend top dollar for these acts, for these shows, and make a lot of money for all of us. Right on. Uh, well, looking into next year, we talked about some of the acts, Elton John, Two Cellos, Kiss, Shine Down, Eric Church, really getting a, a full breath of things. Do you think that Do you think that they can't? Mumford & Sons, Pink, do you think that they can and will maintain this momentum? I think, think well, yeah. The, it's in the cards looking at what we have seen. Do you think they'll be able to do it? Yeah, I think 2019 will be a bigger year for them. I mean, they, they on Polestar's list of uh, best-selling arenas, they were number 127, and that was just being open for three months. I think their yeah. number this year is going to be much higher because it is going to be a bigger year for them, a full year to sell a lot more tickets. You know, um, Pank of the Disco recently was sold out. Bob Seger was close to sold out. Elton John is sold out. Uh, Pink is sold out. Ariana Grande is basically sold out. I mean, there's all these shows are doing very, very well. Eric Church, he has two shows. Those are sold out. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're going to be making a ton of money, selling a lot of tickets, and making a really strong case that this arena is a really valuable player. Um, and when, when tours need to consider routing, they really need to consider Pfizer form. Being someone that goes to so many shows, and I, I would say, I would, uh, you know, assume that you've been to other arenas too. How does the Pfizer Forum perform as a venue as compared to like a Chicago U.S. Cellular Center or as the Bradley Center was? You know, how does it compare? No, I think it's, I think it's so much better. And I think, I think that will also help it too. I mean, from a, from a consumer experience, I think it's a much better place to see a show than at United Center where traffic is just a giant, giant pain and parking is extremely expensive and it's just not as good of an experience. Um, you know, I, I always prefer seeing shows in Milwaukee and Pfizer Forum, I think, does a really good job where 
You know, there's there's ample parking. It's not quite as expensive. Getting in is really easy. Getting out has been really easy. It's a really cool looking place. There's places to hang out. There's really mm-hmm. cool bars. There's good vendors. There's good food. I mean, there's it's just a much more inviting place to to see a show. I'm really pumped because I'm going to go to Disney on Ice with my family in a few weeks and pumped to do that. We've done Disney on Ice at like every you know at, at Rosemont and Chicago yeah. and like all over the place and. But I'm really excited for this one, especially because I think they're going to just love kind of riding the escalators and yeah. like, lo- they're going to love getting the Chick-fil-A waffle fries. It's going to be a great time. <laughs> yeah. I remember being there for the first time and getting out of a Bucks game and thinking it's so easy to get out of here. Yeah. And that is that is such a difference maker. I yeah. mean, that will stop me from going shows to places if I if I am thinking about going there and I'm like getting out is going to take forever. Getting in is going to take forever. And getting out of the Pfizer form is easy. Getting in is easy. It, yeah. And they, you know, they got Chick-fil-A. Yeah, and they got Chick-fil-A. <laughs> as long as you're not there on Sunday. They got Chick-fil-A. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. What's the show in 2019 you're most excited for at the Pfizer form? <sighs> Man, well, I'm going to be reviewing tons of them. So, you know, sure. Elton, we'll be covering Elton John when that comes up soon. Uh, all of them. I mean, Ariana Grande, uh, Pink will be amazing. I think it'll be, it'll be a... One that really stands out because I'm sure she'll be flying all over the place there. I'm and, sure. Um, you know, so there's just a lot of really exciting things to look forward to. This is going to be a huge year for concerts. Last year, we had like 40 kind of arena-sized concerts in Milwaukee, like arena or stadium-sized concerts. This year's going to probably be top that. And last year was like the highest number since 2008. So I think this year's going to be our biggest concert year in a really long time. It seems like more people are going to concerts. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, the concert industry is doing great. I mean, last year they had like six consecutive years of growth. Last year, the top 100 tours grossed just a hair under the top 100 tours in 2017. I mean, it's still really strong, you know. Um, attendance has dropped off for some of those big tours, but but the prices, the ticket prices are still going up and people are still going for now. I mean, as long as the economy is relatively strong, I think people are going to keep going to these things. I think that's the only big question mark in terms of the concert industry is if the economy takes a really bad turn if there's a bad recession that could certainly impact things but for now business is booming and they're going to just keep on booking shows and bringing people in and just keep celebrating the good times <laughs> until the good times end <laughs> exactly how it's going to go just like rock and roll that's perfect all right thank you piet thank you so much justin and if you go to jsonline.com slash music you can read my store we have all these charts and everything that really kind of break down lots what of performance been doing lots of numbers facts. lots of figures yes hard concrete journalism yeah yeah levy yeah exactly <laughs> go check it out and of course we'll be covering all these shows and keeping a close eye on business uh at pfizer forum and, and other milwaukee venues of course throughout the year tapped in is produced by dj kenny perez handcrafted sonic inspiration from the license lab um we also get help from members from 88.9 radio milwaukee and readers at JS Online. Um, You can find us anywhere that you listen to podcasts. It's tapped in.